The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And good morning, Southwest Florida. Annex Wealth Management shows on the air. We only got 30 minutes, so we're going to get things going on the way. Ask Annex. We're going to check in with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management. Talk about tax strategies now and post-election. And uh, talk a little bit about the Tuesday webinar, what the U.S. election means to investors. Our third of four, but it's rapidly approaching Tuesday. My name is Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning. Good morning. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. Thanks for having us. And as you know, as you talked about in the intro, we talked about elections, not once, but twice. And that is what really clients want to talk about. It is all encompassing. But I'd like to focus, Derek, on some things that we do know. Obviously, we don't know uh, who's going to win the election. What I do know is if the polls have it wrong again, I think the pollsters are going to be in big, big trouble. But more importantly, what we do know is that we're going to get stimulus. The stimulus is going to, going to come either before or after the election. We think we know that. And we also know that there will be more stimulus in the form of low interest rates and from the fiscal side as well. So those are all determinant already. And where do we go from there? Well, I think what we ha- what we do as an investment committee is we focus on the economic fundamentals because ultimately that's what's going to drive the performance of the equity markets and the fixed income markets over time, not elections, nor which party is necessarily in power. And you think about what could change, and there's obviously a lot. And so one of the things that happened is there was a survey for corporate executives, and their concerns were enumerated. The number one was tax rates rising. And obviously, we talk about that. You know, the corporate tax rate currently is 21%. And for a C corporation, that could go to 28 if Biden wins. And of course, everything goes blue. And then, of course, from there, you talk about other costs that could go up, health care costs and trade costs. And you think about all of that. There is uncertainty for corporations, but we have did a study on what that could mean to income earnings of these companies. And it's not as significant as we thought. No, it really isn't because companies don't typically pay that corporate tax rate. That's the marginal rate. But generally speaking, you focus on what the effective tax rate is. And that's significantly lower, particularly for large cap companies. So what, what our analysis suggested was that if if the corporate tax rate were raised from 21 to 28, which uh, Biden is proposing, that would cause earnings to decline roughly 6 to 9% on the market as a whole. So it would make it a little bit more expensive on a forward-looking basis. It obviously hasn't been incorporated into current estimates because it does take some time for these policies to get legislated and actually put into place. Plus, the odds that that gets done right away in January or February of next year while the coronavirus is still a problem causing economic growth to be stunted, it's hard to imagine they'll get the political wherewithal to get that passed at that point in time. And remember, even if there is an adjustment, there still is this TINA environment. There is no alternative. You really think about a lot of these fixed income positions are very difficult to invest in. So when building out portfolios, money will make it back to equities. Yeah, it's a real challenge. I mean, traditionally, people talk about a 60-40 portfolio where the 40% is fixed income. It provides 
portfolio stability, provides income to the owner of that account. But generally speaking, with interest rates at such low levels, you don't get the kind of protection in fixed income that you historically have. We saw that in September when the S&P dropped about 10% from its all-time high, yet fixed income, the treasuries in particular, really didn't move. And in fact, the flight to safety really went more into corporate and high-yield bonds where the Fed has said they would backstop those markets. And you think about the development of a portfolio and where to invest. And as you let off with, earnings are very important. We are in earnings season right now. We're seeing some great earnings by most companies. 75 to 80% are beating their estimates. And we're not totally surprised by that, Derek, because the GDP report that came out, at least from the Atlanta Fed, suggested 35% on an annualized basis. So that's the reason why when people go through their portfolios right now, and obviously with all this uncertainty, Danny, people should know what's in their portfolio, should know if there is a change in policy, what can happen, and there's a way that we do this on a daily basis. Sure. If you uh, look at your statement and it's just a kind of a jumble of letters and you're not quite sure, Dave is right. Know what you own, but we can help you decode what it is in your portfolio. You can start by heading to our website, AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. There's no exchange of information except some contact stuff, and we promise we won't bother you, but we just want to kind of get things going, uh, get your material in the hands of our financial planning department, and then we can begin that conversation where you're at, where you're going, and how Annex Wealth Management can help. As a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a fee-only fiduciary partner, you can start today at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. It is time for Ask Annex. As always, got a question for us, head to AnnexWealth.com and click that Ask button. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felske is here. Mark Beck, Director of Wealth Management Services, is here. And our first one is from Thomas. I'm going to start with a hard one for you, Derek. With all the continued debt to fight the virus from the federal level on down, does, and it seem inevitable, that eventually very federal and state taxes will need to be raised. I understand the reason he's asking that question. I, I tend to agree that that is the inevitability. question is under what administration. I would argue that under a Trump administration, a, a Republican Senate, that efforts to close the deficit will probably be more pronounced, and hence there will be higher taxes despite what the president is saying. But under Democratic administration, I think taxes could go up significantly, not just on the federal level, but also on the state level. The one other thing I would mention, too, is with all of this added debt, the pressure on the debt markets will become more acute, meaning more debt will be issued, which you would think would tend to put upward pressure on long-term interest rates. And let's add to that the fact that the current tax reduction law that was passed sunsets in 2025, so there's a built-in automatic tax increase that would require new legislation to even maintain the current tax levels. So when we get to 2025, we'll have to see, but it would seem that the appetite might be to allow that sunset to just naturally occur. There goes an increase of in tax rates automatically. So the takeaway, I think, and this is what we've been doing a lot with clients at Annex Wealth Management right now, is in-depth tax planning around the current tax rules and forecast that into the future. So, for example, if you look at 
what your income picture looks like now and extrapolate that out over the next five years, accounting for things like maybe when you start Social Security, when a pension might kick in, when you hit age 72 and you have required minimum distributions. We can forecast all of that. And when we do that, we can start to look at, are you currently in a low tax environment relative to where you're going to go in the future? which might feel good now, but it might be an opportunity missed if you just leave it that way. So sometimes there are opportunities to accelerate income into these lower years in anticipation of higher tax years into the future. So that's the type of tax planning I think is very important right now. Are you working with somebody that thinks like that? We're a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. It's Ask Annex. Our next one up is from Lewis, and I'm glad he asked that because I've been watching this one carefully. What does the merger of Schwab, TD, Ameritrade mean for me? I am a client of Annex, and I've been watching this one, and the spoiler alert is it's still in the process. Right, yeah, that's the spoiler alert. You know, So the coming together of those two major custodians, both of which we've worked with for a long period of time, so we're very well acquainted with all of their technology and operational systems and, and, and the like. And really what they're trying to do right now is figure out what are the best pieces of each and how that's going to come together. And as you can imagine, bringing the operational systems in the background of these two very large custodians together into becoming one is going to be a monumental process. And so by their own admission, they're saying this is 18 months to three years out before any client is going to really experience some change, a difference. And what is that difference going to look like? Well, you know, at some point they'll adopt one technology platform. So as of right now, you log into Advisor Client if your accounts are at TD Ameritrade or to Schwab.com if your accounts are there. And so you log in there and it looks a little different and feels a little different because the technology was built different. Same thing with the statements you receive on a monthly basis. They look and feel a little bit different because they were built that way from the start. And eventually they'll come together to become one. And one of the reasons that you know we have multiple relationships with different custodians it happens from time to time where somebody doesn't like the technology or the service they're receiving from a custodian. That way you can move. You you have the flexibility. Also, over time, as you consolidate accounts from custodian to custodian, you can put them together in the one that you feel confident in. Mark, you got about a minute for this one. This is from Tracy. My 401k has 14 funds. Seems like too many. For what it's worth, 27% are bonds. I'm 55. Okay. Is that too many? Yes or no? Well, it's not an easy question. You need to look at it, right? Exactly. So if you have 14 different funds and you are being very sophisticated with your asset allocation, there's a purpose for each of them. That might be just fine. We do sometimes see lots of overlap where there's really five different large cap growth funds, for example. And in that instance, you probably have too much diversification there. So really understanding how and why I think is the first and most important part. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. We talked about retirement myths last week. One was about, you know, needing X amount saved. The other is about replacing expenses. But really, you need to kind of get closer to the number pre-retirement. And 25% of people don't know quite how to do that. Let's follow up some good ways to get closer. And the first one is is estimate how long your retirement will last. And is that code for how long you're going to live? 
Yeah, that's definitely part of it, isn't it? As we go through this, if you are, are still actively working to make income for yourself, you've built your nest egg and your income is coming from your nest egg, I think you'll be able to take a little bit out of each one of these sections. But yeah, if you're still actively working and you want to plan for retirement, obviously one of the things is how long are you going to live? How long is your money need to last? And you have a good, a lot of good actuarial tables and analytics in our financial planning software and things like that. But also you as a person, you know about your family history, health, and what expectations might be. So that's a good place to start. When do you think you're going to stop actively working so your nest egg starts paying for most of your or the majority of your expenses and what you want to spend money on? Brian, what do you think is the best way to estimate retirement expenses? Well, a lot of folks take their current situation and try to guesstimate of what might I not be spending money on that I currently spend money on and what might I spend money on more when I you know, I'm not actively working and that's where I spend most of my time or my income is more passive. Things like traveling more, your kids being out of the house, like with any plan, it's something that you monitor periodically as things change. And people need to know retirement income and because they're not working doesn't mean that, that they don't have income because they do. We hope you do. That's the idea, right? You uh, actively work and build up your income and nest egg so you can do things more passively as far as income later on in life. There's also social security and things like that. Look at your nest egg and and how does that produce income and how does that cover your expenses? The step that you really need to take is get that information together and talk to a financial advisor who is a fee-only fiduciary like Annex Wealth Management. If you want to partner in that as things change and life happens, then you want to partner in financial decisions and maybe delegate or at least have someone to work with, then that's obviously what we do. It sure is. And we've got a whole team that can help. And it starts by heading to our website, AnnexWealth.com, clicking that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. Always a pleasure. Quick break. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It seems like so much of our future is tied to the global pandemic and upcoming election. But there's no better time to get an honest review of where you are and where you're headed and what choices you have looking ahead. Contact Annex Wealth Management today. Set up a time where we can meet in person or securely online and get a free portfolio review from a local, independent, fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Get started at AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We've got two presidential candidates with widely divergent views on taxes. And let's talk about that. Joining us, Brandon Lehman, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Brandon. Danny, good to see you. Welcome back. And Rick Koloff, Manager of Tax Planning, Annex Wealth Management. Your first time joining the show. Good to have you here. Thanks for having me, Danny. Rick, let's talk today about taxes and some of the proposals we're seeing out there. So we know President Trump has a very clear tax policy, but what are some of the things that we're seeing potentially should there be a President Biden here in the near future? Well, some of the things we're seeing, first of all, are conjecture whether or not there will also be a Democratic House and Senate. Because if you have that type of sweep, then you have the potential to have the Democratic tax platform put in front of us, which looks like if you make $400,000 or more, you could see your tax bracket increase from 37 to 39.6%. If you make a million dollars or more, you could see capital gains rates go from 20% to 39.6% as well. So those are some of the biggest things that we're seeing if we have a President Biden. Knowing that there could be some potential changes coming up, and we're getting to year end here, starting almost to a third of the way through the fourth quarter, what are some strategies potentially that clients and people should be thinking about now and 
even after the election, before we hit that December 31st deadline and switch over to 2021 that everybody's looking forward to? So first of all, I'd just be, again, a little bit cautious and careful to do your planning only in light of presuming a President Biden or a non-President Biden, because ultimately, even if we do have that Democratic sweep, it is likely that we won't have tax laws changed beginning of 2021, just because of how the time plays out for when those laws might be ultimately enacted and could they be retroactive. Not saying they couldn't be, but it's likely that it could be 2022 before they see them. But if you have the belief that we could see something as early as January of 2021, to look at these changes in light of your tax planning this year, doing that tax modeling, doing building that foundation for the implementation that you want to make. And maybe you wait till after the election, but ultimately everyone's going to be waiting. So everyone's going to want to be doing things. That said, look, if you believe that tax laws will stay the same, you basically want to defer income to pay it at a later point, or accelerate deductions to pay less taxes today. Vice versa, if we have a President Biden, you want to do the reverse. You want to accelerate income, pay it at a lower rate, defer deductions, get them at a higher rate. You know, taking a step back, even though we have the presidential election, this is kind of coming to the forefront. Really, in reality, we should be looking at this all the time. Every year, this should be a constant process. So take the presidential aspect out of it. Take all of those changes out of it. What are some simple things that individuals should be doing and focusing on right now towards the end of the year, presidential year or not? Make sure you're maximizing your pre-tax contributions to your 401k, making sure that if you're above 50, you're additionally catching those catch-up contributions that you're able to make. Taking those dollars and making them pre-tax reduces your income. Making sure that if you are someone who itemizes your deductions, getting those deductions in before the end of the year, that could be charitable contributions. It could be other things like for those that have medical expenses. Look, we're in a COVID year. There are people that have had substantial medical bills and the SECURE Act did one thing, which was keep the floor for medical deductions at 7.5% of adjusted gross income rather than increasing it to 10%. So for those that have those medical expenses, get them paid before the end of the year, making sure that you maximize deductions that you can itemize. So it's key really to keep track of what you have going on, know where it is. And and if you don't, to work and partner with somebody who does. I mean, that's really important to work with a fiduciary and a team who's on your side to help you kind of navigate that road. And speaking of navigating that road, the next question I want to bring up, because it comes up always at this time of the year, is, is Roth conversions. The question is, should we be doing it? Should we not be doing it? Given the uncertainty of the future short term again, is this the right time to do it? Or how do you view that? Well, I think maybe even more so than in the past. I mean, we've always kind of counseled folks to look at the amount they've had in taxable IRAs to the extent they can convert in a year where they can keep within their current bracket and not increase that tax rate. The fact that you turn them into non-taxable distributions in the future without having to take RMDs from Roths is a bonus. That's a good thing. And now if you expect rates to increase again, this is just going to double up why it's better. You hit on one of those terms that's always brought up and kind of almost a naughty word, RMDs or required minimum distributions. And as we roll into the end of the year, there is opportunities out there for certain folks over 70 and a half to maybe help in the tax situation. Can you dive a little bit more into that? Sure. Now, the CARES Act did waive the RMD requirement for folks this year, but that said, the qualified charitable distribution concept 
QCDs as some might know it, is the ability for someone actually age 70 and a half, not even age 72, to contribute up to $100,000 per year to a charitable organization directly from their IRA. So if you are philanthropically inclined, this is something that you can do. Even if you don't itemize, the distribution will not be treated as income, so it will not have an impact on the taxability of the Social Security you might be receiving, as well as it won't increase the premium costs of your Medicare B&D payments. So it's a great opportunity for individuals not only to still be charitably minded, but take advantage of the current tax situation that's being laid out for them. Reduce income, but give to a charity. Nobody pays taxes on it. It's one of those few times where there's no taxes paid and everybody's win-win. But, you know, I think it's key to understand, Rick, that it is really important to sit down with your financial advisor, with your team. Like here at Annex, we have a team. We have our tax team. Thank you for being in here, Rick to sit down and look at what you have and create a plan and constantly review that plan because as you can tell with the elections there's a lot of things going on and a lot of changes. Rick Koloff, Manager of Tax Planning, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the team. Good to have you here. Thanks again. Brandon Lehman, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Danny, always good to see you. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team Tech trust and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. Quick reminder, our webinar, What the U.S. Election Means for Investors, our third of fourth, happens on Tuesday, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You can register at AnnexWealth.com slash events if you want a unbiased look at what is headed our way with the election and what could happen afterwards. Please join us again. What the U.S. Election Means for Investors on Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Details at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Thanks, Danny. You know, there's so much talk about politics, as we alluded to early on in the show. But generally, when I was watching the uh, the debate on Thursday night, you know, Trump's warning of a depression if he loses or Biden's warning of a COVID winter, certainly to, does neither one of those scenarios sounded very good. But, you know, who's a true independent in all of this? Generally, our equity markets, Derek. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, they're looking at cor- corporate fundamentals. They're looking at earnings. They're looking at potential potentially a recovery in the economy once the, the, the big game changer occurs, which hopefully will be uh, the, the broad-based deployment of a vaccine that works that people are willing to take. And, you know, that's one of the things we've been, you know, thinking about a lot on our investment committee is at some point, I'm assuming there will be a vaccine. And when that occurs, I think you're going to see a lot of optimism about economic growth in the out years because there's a lot of pent up demand to travel, uh, to to go to restaurants and all the rest and any number of beneficiaries there. So you really have to think about how balanced your portfolio is. You don't want to be all in on stay at home because at some point we're not going to all be staying at home. And what's interesting is, of course, the reason why I say the equities markets are independent because you have both blue and red folks in blue and red states investing and trying to get to their financial goals, people that we help every day. So there are baskets that could win under each scenario, and we've kind of illuminated some of those. Well, a couple, you know, certainly more cyclical areas you'd expect to do better. Small cap companies, which really have been left for dead and hadn't really performed particularly well over the last several years. In fact, I saw the Russell 2000, almost half the companies in the Russell 2000 currently do not make any money. Uh, so obviously there are going to be some opportunities there, uh, 
once the dust settles, the virus goes away and, and people resume some element of normality in their lives. But you can, when you think about sectors, it could do well. Um, one in particular, depending upon who wins, is the energy sector. The energy sector has been thrown out the window. Now, if Trump were to surprise right. and actually retain the presidency and the Republicans retain the Senate, I would have to think energy would be a very interesting area to look. Particularly after what happened, or what was said on Thursday, well, at least what Biden said, which was that he'd, he'd have put a lot of pressure on the energy industry. And so I do agree with that. But even let's assume that Trump doesn't win for this hypothetical argument. There are other opportunities within alternative energy and EV and so on. That's right. And then another area, you know, think about what the impact would be on the dollar. I mean, the Biden proposals suggest much bigger fiscal stimulus than you're likely to see under a Republican-led administration, uh, which as a result could weaken the dollar because, again, the Fed remains very accommodative. So that would benefit, you'd think, overseas companies, overseas stocks that are denominated local currencies because as the, our dollar goes down, their, their currencies go up, and that's part of the total return that a U.S. investor would generate. And that's another area that hasn't been ter- terribly exploited by people either. People's allocations are very tilted towards the United States. Right. And just lastly, you think about infrastructure under a Biden administration or defense stocks under a Trump administration. No matter what it is, Danny, there is opportunities that do exist, and there's going to be lower interest rates. We do know that. We know that there's going to be more fiscal stimulus. That's coming forward. And so with all of that, Danny, there are opportunities in people's portfolios. Some people are overweight, some people are underweight, and some people are sitting in cash because they don't know what to do. But there is a plan forward. There's a way to understand how to get it done, and we do that on a daily basis. Yeah, folks, please take us up on this. Uh, It is complimentary. It's the free portfolio analysis. I know everybody's got a free something, but you can take us up on this quickly and easily. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. You click that Get Started button. We can meet in person or using Zoom. That's no problem at all. But keep in mind who you're working with. A Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. And again, it all starts at our website, which is AnnexWealth.com. Very simply, just click that Get Started button. While you're there, sign up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. We'll see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.